is the Go Blue Crew. Derek, we've been doing this show for a while now. Do you know how many episodes this is right here? I don't want to ruin it because I want you to say it, but I'm just going to give my reaction first and say, nice. This is the Go Blue Crew's 69th episode. Derek, say it again. Nice. Nice indeed. Uh, unfortunately, though, we're going to celebrate it by talking about <laughs> Michigan's recruiting class. <laughs> Man, what a celebration this will be. Oh, my gosh. The most disappointing thing that's happened to me in 2018 was waking up this morning. We're recording this on Wednesday. Waking up this morning and being like, ah, oh, crap, it's National Signing Day. And that means, you know, I'm going to be pretty bummed out for the rest of the day. So we both admitted pre-show that like we didn't follow it. Uh, did you follow it that closely? I guess we didn't say that explicitly. There wasn't no, cause there really wasn't that much to, to follow. Um, the early signing we, period kind of, uh, yeah, I think it kind of changed it for like a huge day. I think it changed it for everybody. I mean, there was no signing with the stars event, just a very different feel very predictable. I mean, we waited for one person to commit uh, and didn't get that commit. And so really after that, I think that was mid to late morning at just, I mean, who cares? I, I already knew uh, the rest of the names and no surprises. And I thought maybe, uh, maybe some coaching news or something. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a a bland national signing day, I guess, as a Michigan fan. And part of that, because most of the, the uh, bigger names, I guess, have signed beforehand in the early signing day. So I'll be more interested to see kind of how the two main signing days work in the future. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it was a, it was a rough morning, I guess, if you want to, if you want to say that, uh, not very that. fun. And, but Hey, that's kind of been the off season and, and really, uh, playing well off the uh, 2017 season. And like we talked about last week, I mean, we're just waiting for something positive at this point. And I think that that will really start to to maybe, I don't know, turn the tables or maybe it's spring practice that will bring some hype or the spring game where we'll get excited again. But I'm not saying I'm not excited because I'm always excited about football. I definitely miss football now that the Super Bowl's over. But, I mean, today did nothing for me in terms of uh, bringing more happiness to my life. I sound depressed. I'm not, but <laughs> I wish something great would have happened. Maybe a last second flip or yeah. I don't know. It's just not a great day. No, to quickly recap, Michigan finished, uh, according to 24-7 Sports, with the 21st ranked class. And I know that the way we talk about it and the way most people talk about it, you think they're like down in the 50s. But, you know, it's 21st, uh, four, or excuse me, seven four-stars, 12 three stars, no five stars. Uh, in order to see five stars, you got to get up into the likes of like Alabama and Clemson and Penn State and Ohio State and Texas and Georgia. You know, these teams that regularly outperform Michigan. But, and then the big thing, and I think you've alluded to this earlier, we were kind of waiting on Otis Reese, linebacker, to sign. And he had been committed to Michigan for a while. And then there were some rumblings. Uh, I first saw it from 24-7 Sports that, you know, he was going to flip his commitment to Georgia. And that's what he ended up doing. So just kind of solidified like a, a crappy day on the recruiting trail. And it really, the, the 2018 class was like never 
spectacular. And even at that, it sort of slipped off at the end. And certainly the horrendous finish to the 2017 season did nothing to help that. And the whole season, as a matter of fact, was sort of uh, low, much lower than what our expectations were, even if our expectations were too high. I mean, you know, you, you don't win games and, and recruits don't want to come to you. That's life. I saw one player who was quoted as, as I think somebody probably asked him, like, why did you choose Alabama? Which is a stupid question. You should like, you should just know the answer yeah. to that. But he said, why Alabama? Because they win championships. And it was like, oh, wow, what a what an idea. Like, do high school players want to go places where, where they're going to win? Okay. Well, that's, uh, well, you know, we'll have to rethink our recruiting tactics then. I mean, it's, 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 not, a, it's not a new idea. It's not a new phenomenon. You want to get the best recruits. You got to win football games. And, you know, Michigan didn't win too many football games last season. And this is the direct result of that. So I'm not super worried about it because going into – the off season and just following the class last year, we already knew there were a ton of great players returning. Uh, the addition of Shea Patterson, whether or not he he plays, uh, is to be determined. But there was never a ton of room for for a lot of recruits in the first place. But my problem is. And a lot of it is because teams are winning. I posted today that the easiest recipe for for recruiting is winning more football games. When you lose five games and you lose big games, Ohio State, Michigan State, I mean, you're not winning the rivalry games. Uh, You're not winning bowl games. In fact, you're looking really bad on national television in a bowl game. I just, it sucks because you missed on elite prospects. So, how I went into the season is, okay, there's a lot of focus on the current guys on the roster and a lot of great talent that we're excited uh, to have return. But it's still you still crave that five-star, more four-stars of players that still want to buy into what Michigan's doing. You lose one to Ohio State, you lose one to Notre Dame, you lose one to Georgia. Okay, that's not the biggest deal in the world. Obviously, there's the, there's the crowd that says, Hey, Jay Ajayi is a Super Bowl champion and was a three-star 81st running back and went to Boise State and and look at him now. I mean, you have that crowd out there that thinks recruiting stars don't matter, which I believe that uh, because there's plenty of players, obviously, that don't pan out that are five stars and there's plenty of players that walk on and can be stars. And so I don't get too worried about recruiting, but I do think it says a lot when you can land multiple five-star prospects Uh, i think it creates kind of a culture where other five-star prospects are more interested Uh, but really it boils down to winning more games and if michigan wants to be more successful on the recruiting trail they have some good guys that uh, are verbally committed Um, the way to keep them and the way to bring more guys to your program is to win more football games and eight and five is not going to cut it for recruits next year it's not going to cut it for harbaugh and it's definitely not going to cut it for fans so i guess we'll have to hope that some of these guys turn into stars and just focus on what prospects are already on the team because there's a lot of guys that uh, we can be excited about. You bring up an interesting point uh, about the people who say, look, stars don't matter. And you're right, like to an extent. Um, it's, I, would, I would say not that they don't matter, but that we put too much stock into stars Mm -hmm. and and rankings and things like that, which is true, not just in recruiting, but I mean, uh, you know, you look at two minutes after the national championship game was played, 
eight different websites had their way too early top 25s out. I mean, this is the kind of stuff we dig and we, they do it mm-hmm. because we eat it up. Obviously, you know, if it's not marketable, they're not going to do it. We love it. But at the same time, it, it, you cannot sit here and try to tell me that the teams that regularly get the most highly rated recruits, is it just a coincidence that they're winning the most football games? Absolutely not. And so there is a correlation between recruiting these players who are rated as being the best in the country and winning football games. So I, I have to... I don't want to say I'm even in the middle. Like I'm leaning towards the side that says, yes, like stars matter. Rankings matter. This tells us who the best players are. That doesn't have anything to do with the fact that some pan out and some don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any beef with that. And I'm glad you take, I didn't mean to direct that at you. I was just saying, yeah, you brought up a good point. That's all I was saying. I think you're right on. And, and I think, I think the difference is, is as probably everybody knows at this point is, other programs won more football games and in our championship teams michigan is not a championship team could they be a championship team sure in the future but we've been saying that ever since jim harbaugh uh, announced he was going to be the head coach of, of michigan so yeah, south alabama could become a championship team in the future exactly and so what i will say though is the the reason that I'm not too worried about this year is because I think I think it's expected when you have as poor of a year as Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines did. I think of an offensive player and, and seeing how terrible the Wolverines were in offense that can't be super attractive. Uh, you look at Alabama, where a, a backup, now obviously a very highly touted backup quarterback, comes in, steals the show, wins the game, and then again you look at the playoff teams, and they're obviously probably going to get more uh, recruits because they're winning and so yes the the teams that get the higher recruits are usually the teams that are continually dominant but I do think there's enough top recruits that were a top recruit at some point on Michigan's roster uh, that we we still can be excited about and I think that those are the guys that are still going to be more important now there's five-star guys that their freshman year will tear it up there's two freshman quarterbacks um, that can that can win national championships, right? So there's obviously an impact when when new players come into a system. But even Rashawn Gary, as highly touted as he was, didn't get the play that a lot of people expected him to his freshman season because of how deep Michigan was on the defensive line. And now you have Sean Gary, who's playing very heavy, uh, and he's obviously contributing. Maybe not as much stat-wise as people hoped, but obviously one of the most dominant linemen and ends in all of college football. If you had Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's a guy who was very highly recruited, highly touted, who's continuing to to get better. You have Shea Patterson and Brandon Peters and Dylan McCaffrey, even a Joe Milton this year, guys that are exciting quarterback prospects. So I think you've got to take what you've gotten in 2015, 16, 17, whatever, and you've got to really work on developing those players because that's the difference between Harbaugh and Brady Hoke is Brady Hoke was unable to develop players like Jim Harbaugh has been able to do at many positions with his coaches. Now, obviously, you look at quarterback, and everyone will have a beef with me once I say that, and I understand that's a really important position. But, I mean, there's no denying that a Karan Higdon has really turned it on last season, really a guy who maybe we expected to see something from, but he had some of the most dominant games the running backs had at Michigan. And so when I see guys that I'm excited about on the roster who can lead to that 10-win season, 
that that 11 win season that college football playoff uh appearance especially in a tough schedule if you win the games in 2018 that's when i get excited about the future of recruiting because when you do win games like we've talked about the recruits will come i didn't expect many i'm not surprised by the flips by the guys that chose a school over michigan because honestly if i wasn't a michigan fan and i was in their position i'd probably want to go for the school that i felt gave me a best chance to win championships and that is not michigan in 2017 and may not be in 2018 Okay, so yeah, you're just continuing to be a little depressing, which is which is fine. That's your normal role on the show, and I get that. I want to wrap up by talking about um, coaching implications, which has become a hot topic this offseason. But really quick, Cameron McGrone, outside linebacker, he's from my dwelling here in Indianapolis. I just, I just noticed this. 24-7 Sports rates him as a five-star prospect the number one outside linebacker, the number one recruit in the state of Indiana. And his composite drops him all the way down to 118 nationally overall in a four-star. Like, I'm just wondering, like, where does that disparity come from? Like, who hmm. – you put two people to evaluate this kid, and, and one of them's like, yeah, you know, he's pretty good. And the other's like, good, like, he's great. Where does that disparity come from? I don't know. Do, do you have an answer for that even? I don't. I didn't even. I didn't even realize I just, that. You know, you know, I just happened to see it, and um, you know, maybe Cameron McGrone is somebody that we should look out for. Michigan's loaded at linebacker, obviously, but uh, hey, well, they're loaded on defense, and I think general, that's yeah. one of the the worries that you don't have at all. No one's worried about the defense now. Can they give up points and can they give up big plays and and have a bad game? Sure, any defense can, but I mean, you don't even need five stars to to join the defense because they're good already. Okay, so looking at the coaching staff now, did this last you know period of signing, did this do anything for the likelihood of Michigan parting ways with a coordinator or an assistant? It's hard to tell. I mean, I think Harbaugh today said that he doesn't he doesn't assume that anybody's going to be departing. Now I, he says things that you don't know how to how to take sometimes, but I don't. I don't sense any changes in terms of people leaving or departing, uh, but I also know nothing, and many of us don't know anything about the changes that could happen. I mean, they happen all the time. We saw a guy literally coach the Wolverines, not even coach, join the program for like 18 days. And, and 18 you know, minutes. So, yeah, 18 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't sense anything as of now um, from anything that I've seen, reports, sources, whatever. But again, I wouldn't be surprised, and we talked about that, about Drevno and, and some other guys, maybe additions, maybe some departures. Honestly, I think that no matter who stays, who goes, Harbaugh is taking a deep look at things, and I think that uh, it's just what he has is what he has, and the players that he maybe did and didn't get, uh, he's just going to have to focus on what he has and make the most out of it. And just as an early prediction, it can't be worse than last year, in my opinion, so... Mm, not too worried about departures at this point i just think that that you said that yeah i know and and people probably should be but i'm not worried about any more departures i'm not going to be disappointed if anyone departs other than don brown uh maybe craig masson and and uh, jim harbaugh uh (laughs) anyone else (laughs) anyone else um i guess i'm okay with Uh, but i don't i don't know if this will change much okay i'm sorry i almost interrupted you i got two things here first if there are any changes that are going to be made? 
my sincerest hope is that they've been as transparent as possible with anybody who signed with Michigan. You know what I mean? It seems like we see this every year where a coach bails a day or two after national signing day Mm -hmm. and you're leaving not your whole recruiting class, but you know, especially those kids who were recruited personally by that assistant, you're just hanging them out to dry. And so I hope Michigan doesn't put any of their new recruits or, you know, their new signees into that situation. Second thing I'll say is at this point, it seems like maybe the best Avenue is to look at the responsibilities and how you have them divvied up and maybe make some adjustments there because it's not like they have scrubs on their, on their coaching staff. It's not like Jim Harbaugh went out and got a bunch of second tier guys. And now he's trying to put it together. I mean, these are, these are coaches who have been proven, you know, at different stages of football and now they're coming together and and perhaps it's just one of those things where you know for example tim drevno sorry buddy you can't call the plays anymore you know please help our offensive line become as good as you can possibly make it but calling plays it's not going to be up to you it's something like that i mean that's just an example maybe maybe that's the best route to take forward divvying up responsibilities in in a better way so do you have any other thoughts on national signing day here before we sign off no, uh, other than I'm glad it's over. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, over. What's um, the last time we said that about National Signing Day? Not you know, not since Harbaugh's been there. True. Uh, probably even earlier than that. But, yeah, I think what you said, it's it's time to, you know who's on the team, time to focus for uh, spring ball and, and move forward. All right, so thanks for checking us out today on the Go Blue Crew. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes at Wolverine Sounds. You can also go to wolverinesounds.com. Thanks for listening, and go blue. Go blue.